You're the best friends anybody ever had. Well, the jerks still are cold. They're running out of you. Bring it in, bring it in. I will only be checking somewhat satisfied on our comment card. You know what really grinds my gears? Bug me! For Alibi Vodka. This is Bugs and Hugs. Friday morning, 10 o'clock, guaranteed an opportunity to talk about what is bugging you, or maybe, maybe you're stoked about something and you want to share something positive. Send out a hug. You can do that here as well. Bugs and Hugs is here for you, and this text starts us off in a great way. Got a text here from Dennis in Bigger, and he basically says, I take issue with the apparent arbitrary cycling of advanced left turn signals at city traffic lights. It appears that each traffic signal box is on its own unique cycle. Let's standardize it. All the advanced left turn traffic lights province-wide, so they always come on first. So you always know you're at a light, you get a left turn signal, so you can do that. You don't run the risk of getting T-boned while you're trying to clear the intersection. It would make things a lot better. That right there, that's the essence of bugs and hugs. It's kind of one of those things that's a niggling little thing that you just... You can't get it off your mind and you think, you know what, Evan, I will call you or I will text you and I'll let you know about what's bugging me. Dennis and Bigger, thanks so much for starting us off with that. one 332 8255 I'm going to go to Bob in Regina. It's Bugs and Hugs. What have you got for us today, Bob? Hi, Evan. Yeah, uh, well, I have a hug and a bug here. Yeah, I, I certainly have a hug for the Saskatoon Tribal Council and uh, in Saskatoon and other agencies and Richardson in Regina for uh, all of the hard work they're doing to provide shelter and other services for homeless uh, people, uh, especially with limited resources. Uh, they're, it's, they're uh, uh, certainly uh, much more is needed there, that's for sure. I've worked as a in the inner city for 45 years. As a, I continue to as a... Uh, mental health uh, and addiction worker, and uh, uh, I, I've certainly observed that they, there's a huge uh, need for uh, um, family trauma services uh, for First Nation people, uh, led by First Nation people, uh, and uh, um, yeah, the, the, the issue, uh, when I, uh, the issue is uh, just going to grow, <laughs> unless uh, that, that uh, those services uh, can happen. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my, as far as my uh, bugs, I, I, I certainly had a bug with the uh, the uh, mispastor of the uh, um, church in Saskatoon that was wanting to defund uh, uh, the uh, shelter there at uh, in, in Saskatoon. It's, it's, that um, shows significant misunderstanding or, or ignorance of the situation and i and i, I, I certainly i agree uh it, it uh, you know a racism becomes a factor in that that there the the other the other concern i have is what the, the uh acting chief of Saskatoon police service saying that i know he's trying to reassure his uh, community that there's nothing significant significant going on out there but there is there's something very significant. We need a massive uh, influx of, of uh, funding to uh, help deal with the ongoing trauma that's that, uh, going on in the community that has split families apart. Uh, it, because it actually, uh, 
Sorry, Bob, I was just going to say it manifests itself in, in a lot of different ways. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, back to the topic of the Saskatoon Tribal Council and Fairhaven and everything that's going on. We had a good discussion this week. We had both the chief, Mark Arcan, from the Saskatoon Tribal Council on and the pastor that wrote the open letter to the premier saying, look, this neighborhood is suffering as a result. And, you know, I think although they, they maybe are back and forth a little bit, those two fellas, I think they can agree that it comes down to there needs to be proper focus, attention, and funding to try and and deal with these issues. It's not about what's going on inside the shelter; it's about the adverse effect that's happening in the community. It's been it's been uh, well, it's been quite a journey, and it's not over yet. And of course, they're talking about a new emergency shelter in Sutherland. And so, if they can't get this problem fixed somehow with proper funding, attention, efforts, resources, all of those things, uh, history is going to repeat itself again in just another area in the city of Saskatoon. Thanks for calling in, Bob. one 332 8255 I'm going to go to Warren in Saskatoon. You've got a bug today, Warren. What is it? Well, first of all, Evan, I'll say I know a number of teachers, and they're some of the finest people on the earth. Some of them are. But the statement Samantha Beacott made the other day regarding the violence in school, she said that his to no blame for the students involved, it's 100% because of lack of funding. What a ridiculous statement. Do you think it might have something to do with maybe lack of parenting, or could it have something to do with lack of accountability or consequences for your actions or lack of? Do you think it might have something to do with not having to turn your homework in and you've got two, three, four, five times to do it, or maybe even pass when you don't deserve to? There's so many factors involved, but to make that one statement is completely ridiculous. And another thing, Evan, too, it's one thing for parents to have to find adequate daycare when they get stung with uh, withdrawal of services. But when parents who have already paid up front for noon hour supervision and they don't get it, I can see a lawsuit brewing right now against the teachers union to get that money back. It's, you know, the, the lunch hour supervision, it's funny, Warren, because it's it's an issue that absolutely... I think it actually gets parents as fired up as a full day strike that's happening. And and now we're seeing the withdrawal of extracurricular duties on the part of teachers. Um, of course, a lot of that is volunteer. A lot of that is just teachers stepping up and helping out, whether it's with sports or drama or whatever the case may be. But as of this coming Monday, for one full day, they are pulling extracurricular duties. And there's no doubt that sort of thing gets a reaction from parents. And I've said this before, my son was in grade 12 in 2011 when the strikes were happening and there was implications to graduation and all the rest of it. And it caused a lot of conversation at home because of course the kids aren't happy and it causes, uh, you know, that kind of that bubbling of emotion that I know is really the goal when you're going through job action and those types of things. So anyway, Warren's, you know, your point, Warren, about uh, we need more accountability uh, from the home front, we saw that in the text line this morning. A lot of people weighing in and and giving that perspective as well. And I appreciate you sharing that. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. It is bugs and hugs. Let's go to Dwayne now in Carrot River. Good morning, Dwayne. What have you got? You got a hug today? I do have a hug today. I want to give a great big hug to the chief of the James Smith Reserve for when the interviews went on after the hearings that they had. He said, "What we need." is our own police force on this reservation. Right now, the situation, and it was brought up uh, 30 minutes away, is where the police have to come, the incident's over before it ever happens, uh, they get there. Also, 
officers need to be part of the community. They need to be your neighbor across the street, your friend, uh, your relative. And right now, it's kind of an attitude of them and us. Mm-hmm. They only these officers when there's a problem. And also, it's not proactive enough. Policing has to be proactive. If you're around and you're seeing the small things that are happening and you fix those, you don't end up with an incident like we had on James Smith. And uh, it's just amazing to me that uh, with Truth and Reconciliation, one of the things that came out was most important when I read it is that the people on reservations need to take control of their own lives. And right now we're short a 1,000 RCMP officers in Canada. And if we're going to put time and energy and money into policing, let's get started because the system we're working with right now is not working. Let's try something new. You know, Dwayne's point uh, about having police in the community that they're serving is, I think, so on point. If you think about the essence of community-based policing, it is exactly that. It's not just having the police drive into, whether it's your community, your neighborhood in your community, when times are bad, but having them there always, having them there when times are good, doing patrols, having them sitting in a coffee shop at the rink watching hockey, stopping at the children's lemonade stand that's going on. That I mean, community policing is building relationships at all times and having them involved and in the community so that they can respond and understand the needs, the unique needs often of a community. So, you know, the chief from James Smith Cree Nation who says we want our own Indigenous police um, on our First Nation, that's something we're hearing not just in Saskatchewan but across Canada. And the fight, of course, is to make that a sustainable um, first responder as opposed to something that's just funded on a part-time basis or through a two- or three-year contract, which makes it very, very tough. Dwayne and Carrot River, thanks so much. one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs continues, and we are more than happy to hear what you've got. Let's take a quick break. We will come back. Phone lines are lighting up, so there's lots more Bugs and Hugs that will be shared next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Why don't you do the world a favor and pull your lip over your head and swallow? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Because they're all good kids. Until dried out, brain dead skags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. I love it. This is Bugs and Hugs. For Alibi Vodka. Well, it is that time of the week once again where we give you a chance to let us know what it is that's bugging you. What's bugging you? I know there's something on your mind. I know there's something you're frustrated by. Sometimes it's just a a simple challenge that you see in traffic on the way to work in the morning. Sometimes it's it's a lot bigger than that, and I'd love to hear what it is. 1-877-332-8255. Bugs and Hugs is your opportunity to clear your mind. As we head into the weekend, Ross in Viscount, he sent a text in and I think he's reading my mind. (laughs) He says, am I the only one that picked up on when they changed it from the carbon action incentive payment to now the carbon rebate? By their own suspect math, if 80% of the people get back more than they pay, then there's no incentive to change their habits. This is, this is the article I was referring to the other day that was in the national post basically saying it's like putting lipstick on a pig. If you change it, what you call it, it's no longer the climate action incentive payment. It's now the Canadian carbon rebate. 
people are up in arms about this just by virtue of the fact that anytime you go through a change like this on the federal level, you know there's money attached to trying to get that out to communicate the change. And the reason to communicate this change is 100% political. It really doesn't change anything. It just is trying to change the way you feel about it. Because if you feel differently about it, it might impact, of course, how you vote. And that's really the whole thing. The federal government, by the way, scaled back the carbon price rebates for small businesses as well. That was news that just came out this week. They're cutting the amount of money that small and medium-sized businesses will be given from carbon pricing. So it will increase the amount that can be rebated to rural families. That has a lot of businesses up in arms. So, Ross, your bug is a bug that I'm 100% on board with. I agree with you. one 332 8255 It is Bugs and Hugs. And I would love to hear what you've got to say. Let's go to Tom in Saskatoon next. Thanks for calling in, Tom. Do you have a bug or a hug for us today? A hug. Let's hear it. And there's a guy on the radio. His name's Evan Bray. <laughs> He's doing an exceptional job. Well, thank you, Tom. Yeah. Really, really have done it. It's enjoyable to be able to listen to your show, uh, regardless of the topic. I, I really like your demeanor and how you uh, approach topics and invite people in. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And a day after my birthday, too. <laughs> Yesterday, I didn't want to draw attention. When Frank played the happy birthday song at the end of the show, I thought, I'm just going to let it go. But, uh, yeah, another year older, and uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in, Tom. one 877 332-8255. How about this one? I read this story. I printed it off. I actually had a chat with Brittany, the producer of the show, about this. So, a European air carrier, Finnair, at Helsinki Airport, has gone to and made a decision that they are now going to weigh passengers when you're getting on the plane. So, our baggage, of course, gets weighed. Have you ever had to do the, you know, that that shameful unpacking or repacking of the bag because you put it on the scale, it's supposed to be 50 pounds, and sadly it's 54. So all of a sudden you're taking things out of your bag and you're trying to move it into a different one and people are waiting in line and, you know, how frustrating that is. Well, well, now this air carrier is, it's on a voluntary basis right now, but they're basically saying they need to know the weight of the plane. So we decided that uh, this would be worth bringing up and see if it's a bug for you. Uh, there's a lot of people that I've talked to since we read this story that said, are you kidding me? Not absolutely not something I would voluntarily, very voluntarily step on the scale for. Anyway, they're trying it over at the Helsinki airport, basically weighing you before you get to the gate and get on the plane. So they have a true weight of the entire plane. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. It's bugs and hugs. Speaking of air travel, like, it wasn't even a month ago that we heard Lynx Air is coming to Saskatchewan and was going to be offering flights to Toronto, to Vancouver for 79 bucks. An economy airline. People were excited about it. These trips were supposed to start later on in the spring. Well, a month later, we hear it's not going to happen. The Calgary-based company announced yesterday evening that they're ceasing operations they're filing for creditor protection and they've advised passengers with existing bookings contact your credit card company if you want a repayment because we're we're out of business 
That's a bug for some people. I know a lot of people that were looking forward to, you know, this economy air offering of $79 flights to at least to Vancouver and Toronto, a couple of major locations absolutely could have an impact on a bigger vacation. If you're looking to get away, well, it's going to be WestJet or Air Canada or, you know, in some cases, a couple of other small airlines. WestJet, by the way, has come out and said that they will try and pick up the pieces if they can for anyone that has already booked the flight on Lynx Air. But it hasn't really been, the offer hasn't been there that long. So chances are not a lot of people have been able to uh, take advantage of it. one 332 8255 I, I had a feeling when we were talking bugs and hugs because of the amount of talk that we've been doing with regard to teachers, education, uh, contract negotiations between the province and STF, that it would make its way into bugs and hugs. And I think Jeff in Saskatoon is taking us to that topic right now. What's your bug, Jeff? Well, I, I'm get excited about the fact that these teachers are complaining and always wanting more all the time. I think we have to take a hard look at how much they actually work. The average Joe works 260 days a year. The average teacher works 198 or 200 days a year. The average teacher gets a week off in February, gets 10 days off at Easter, gets two months off at the summertime, gets two weeks off at Christmas. They're not paid a, they're not underpaid by any, by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, you know, they keep complaining. Uh, you're going to have to, you know, we can't give them everything. Uh, my thing to the union would be very simply, if you want more, and we're going to give you more. You have to go and tell whatever other where money is going from the government that we're taking that money away from them and giving it to you. Basically, where where's the money going to come from is exactly what Jeff is saying. There's only, and I've seen this on the text line. We've seen it in calls that we've had. There's only one taxpayer, and it doesn't matter what we're talking about. I and mean, we were talking education now, but anything that we fund whether it's municipally, provincially, federally, it all comes down to you and I and how we're going to be paying for it. All right, Bugs and Hugs is going to continue. We we are going to take a quick break for the news, but when we come back, I've got a few callers on the line. I hope Rick and Kindersley can hang on because I'll be starting with you. we got Jeff and Regina as well. Text line going as well, so don't forget one 332 8255 because Bugs and Hugs is here for you. And we continue next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Super duper. That's nice. That's awesome. Way to go. Neato. Okay. Who sent this, you coward son of bitches? I just want to give you a big hug. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is Bugs and Hugs. For Alibi Vodka. People. Bugs and Hugs giving you a chance to give us a call at one 332 8255 and let us know what it is that's on your mind. It could be something that's got you so bugged that you've just got to get it out. Or maybe, maybe you're in a good mood and you've got some accolades you'd like to share. We'd love to hear them all. A lot of talk on the teachers. The text line is going strong. Derek and Swift Current said, Evan, you have mentioned that perhaps at times police have tried to fill roles that aren't theirs to fill. Is it possible that the STF are using an overflow of mass social system duress to leverage their position? It's an interesting point. I, you know, I mean, I do think, I do think that it doesn't matter the profession, that sometimes the problems that you see, you start taking on as your own. 
even though you might not be in the best seat to fix the problem. And I think we got into that a little bit this morning when we were talking about violence in the classroom. I want to get to this text, too, from John in Saskatoon. He says, I've got a bug, and it's about the caller that made the point about the lawsuit of parents against the STF to get money back that they pay for lunch hour supervision. That caller should know the facts of the issue before commenting. His proposed lawsuit should be against the school divisions. That's who the supervision fee is paid to. That money does not go to teachers. Teachers are not required to provide lunch hour supervision because like other workers, they're not paid for their lunch hour. And it's supposed to be their time to have lunch. Anyone else out there work for free during their unpaid lunchtime. So the point is that lunch hour supervision, much like extracurricular and all of these other things, they are extra duties that teachers willingly agree to take on. In some cases, lunch hour supervision fees are charged by the division. So John's right. And then they can be paid to a teacher, but that's not part of their regular duties, their regular job and duties. They basically get paid. It's like doing, you know, like a, almost like a side job, right? You get paid a little bit of money. I think they get 20 bucks for the hour or something like that. And as a result, they provide some supervision over the lunch hour. So the fact that they're pulling that service really is, is a lot different than them pulling the service of being a teacher. And that's the point that John is trying to make there. All right, let's go back to the phones. one 877 I got Rick in Kindersley. You've got a bug today. Rick, what is it? Yeah, you know what, Evan? Thanks. Uh, I, I, I'm hearing all these uh, exactly $60 million for uh, websites. And I, I think people's heads should explode when they realize that every dollar you make until June the 19th is paid in taxes, whether it's municipal, provincial, or federal taxes, every dollar you make until June the 19th is paid. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty sobering thing that you just brought up to our attention, Rick. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's like you've got to be kidding, and nobody talks about the taxpayers. Everybody's asking about Money's for this and money's for that. Where's the funding coming? We waste a lot of money. We got to find out where that is and we got to tie that up. And you know what? Yeah, there's, there's groups that need money and, and, and they deserve it. But there's places that the waste is insane. And I, 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 nobody talks about the taxpayer and we're all taxpayers. So lots of places need cash. Only one taxpayer, though, and uh, Rick's point is bang on. It doesn't matter. I mean, we, you know, you think about even just at the municipal level or your community when they're talking about raising the mill rate, they're looking at it through the lens of their mill rate. But then you compound on top of that what the province is doing, what the feds are doing. There's <laughs> it. Uh, well, Rick gave us some some sobering things to think about there. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. It is bugs and hugs, and Jeff is on the phone from Regina. What's your bug, Jeff? Well, I was in a good mood until you mentioned Finn Airlines. <laughs> start, what are you going to do? Start weighing me like a T-bone steak and say, hey, we're going to charge you three bucks a pound to, you, you know, what is, I, I fly Cessna 172 and we don't even ask the people if we're, if we're going to put them in the seat, you know, for weight. We give them a, an average weight. You know, you're talking about any of these Q400 or Dash 8s or, or the big jets. They got lift versus thrust. It's just a, a grab for money, and I knew darn well that's what they're going to do. But what are they going to base it on? A guy that weighs a buck eighty and then charge me if I'm two seventy and charge me that nine ninety nine a pound or what? <laughs> well, hey, 
I mean, I don't know if you've seen me before, but uh, trust me, I'm paying through the nose if I've got to go, if I've got to get weighed yeah. before I'm going on the plane. Yeah, I met you at John's going away thing there. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all going to pay a premium. So, okay. Well, I got to stop well, drinking water before I fly, I guess. Thanks for calling in, Jeff. one 332 8255 Lots of calls coming in this morning and lots of texts as well. Lorna, sorry, Lana in Saskatoon, thanks for calling in. What have you got for us today? Um, hi, Evan. I just had a discussion with the person who picked up previous, and I didn't listen to the last few because I was on hold. Um, excuse me. I'm calling in response to the person's call that aired right before the commercial break. And um, I have both a hug and a bug. First of all, um, Evan, the hug is for you and the job that you're doing, but also how you listen to both sides of the what we'll call the the teacher issue Mm -hmm. or the education issue. Um, How you listen to Samantha Beacott when she's on and um, hear both sides of things and listen with compassion and support to both sides. Um, Something, though, that did bug me, and I'll let you know, Evan, that um, I've been a very, very long-time listener, first-time caller. I don't know why you didn't address the concerns of your caller right before the break. If you're married to a teacher there, Mm -hmm. friend, um, you had a couple of opportunities there, not just to educate the caller, but also use your platform on the radio to let everyone know that teachers, in fact, yes, they do work fewer days in a calendar year. I mean, because, of course, the Saturdays on Sundays aren't counted, but teachers are not being paid when they're not working in July and August. Um, Teachers do pay into employment insurance, Mm -hmm. but are not entitled to collect it over the summer. Um, The previous caller um, mentioned that teachers have all these weeks off. Yes, every worker in Saskatchewan falls under the Saskatchewan Employment Act and gets three weeks off. So for teachers, that would be the two at Christmas time and the one in East, at Easter time. Mm-hmm. The week off in February um, is in compensation for the week in August that teachers work with no pay. So of course, teachers don't get a paycheck at the end of July or the end of August that are back for a week in August. However, wait until the end of September for that first monthly paycheck that, you know, are about equal for the 10 months of the year, including February. And so the week off, off, air quotes, in February is in compensation for the week in August that is unpaid. So that is three weeks that every worker in Saskatchewan is entitled to. Right. And if you don't mind me filibustering here, if I could bring up one more point about teachers. Um, well, a two-part one issue thing is that teachers um, who are injured, assaulted, um, abused, etc., physically at work have to go back to work the next day and work in the same room as their abuser or assaulter. And it's one thing if the little kid's at six and... right gets ticked off and boots you in the shin or something. For sure. But but pushing people down when they're on supervision at lunchtime, things like that. Um, second part of that is that teachers are not covered under Workers' Compensation Board, WCB. People, including teachers, do not believe me when I tell them this, so they can Google it 
and look up the Exemptions Act to the WCB, and that's where teachers fall. No premiums are paid, and so nobody can collect. Alana, you you have given me a lot there to unpack, and and what I'll say about the first part is, you know, I I try I, I've talked about the time off for teachers. This becomes a red herring and and I've lived with it. My mom was a teacher. My wife, as you, you mentioned is a teacher. And so I hear lots of people that like to throw that out. I mean, they don't, they don't work so many months of the year and whatever I've addressed it on the show many times. Every time a caller brings it up, I, I mean, I'm, I try not to just get into an argument about it or a fight. I mean, sometimes it's just a different point of view on it. So, uh, you know, respectfully, that's, that's why I didn't get into a big back and forth on that issue. Um, but, you know, I think your your point is well well taken. The, the point about being back in the classroom with the abuser, when we're talking about violence in the schools, that's, I mean, that's what has me so worked up on this issue is I feel like we need to take more serious looks at consequences with violence in the classroom when it's happening. And I agree with you. I'm not talking about the, the elementary school student who's seven years old and kicks a teacher in the shins because he's pouting and, and had a bad day. You know, yes, maybe some supports in the classroom can help, but some of these violent outbursts, um, it's not a safe work environment for the teachers. I don't think we should be sending them back in there, but it's not the teachers that should be leaving. But sadly, that's what's happening. We're hearing about teachers taking a leave or moving to a different school or quitting the profession altogether, which, you know, which is very, very tough. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Let me look at the time here. Let's take one more call. I'm going to go to Les in Corning. He's been waiting for a bit. You've got a bug for us. Les, what is it? Uh, today's bug is Lawrence McCauley, our lovely egg minister. Yeah. Um, going down to Malaysia, sitting down to that nice, big, beautiful lobster. Oh boy. Didn't that look good? You saw the picture, didn't you, Les? <laughs> oh, I have the full story on this one, boys. <laughs> My sister is a APAS board member. And uh, she is just furious over this. Um, like, there could have been a donut shop, and they could have went and got a donut for five bucks or whatever and promoted our grains rather than take lobster because our environment minister wants to shut down our all our lobster fishing off our east coast. Why? To put up windmills. Oh. <laughs> I, I, could feel, I could feel your frustration. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. So, we, you know, we are talking about bugs and hugs, and it's funny because people get on a trend. What ha- what starts to happen is people call in with a bug about the caller before them about what they said, right? And it just starts to kind of snowball from there. So we've done a lot of teacher talk. We've got one more segment left. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish up with bugs and hugs. I'll go back to some texts. If you've got a call, give us a shout. one 332 8255 Bugs and Hugs continues right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. You're the best friends anybody ever had. Well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. I will only be checking somewhat satisfied on our comment card. You know what really grinds my gears? Bug me! For Alibi Vodka. This is Bugs and Hugs. Well, Bugs and Hugs has been full of lots of different storylines that we've been following. Teachers to policing to taxes. In fact, the caller that we had earlier that talked about a tip of the hat and a hug to the chief of James Smith Cree Nation for wanting to step into Indigenous policing for their First Nation. 
has got some response on the text line. Don from Grenfell says, you know, one answer for community policing is police community support officers, trained officers, but only have the power of detention, not arrest. They carry handcuffs. They can, um, you know, offer penalty notices, noise complaints, parking issues, non-criminal offenses. They're basically community members that have been given some training and given some powers. Pretty common in the UK. We do have programs similar to that here. In fact, there are First Nations um, in Saskatchewan that are training peacekeepers that are working on First Nations, typically working in collaboration with the RCMP, the nearest detachment of the RCMP. Not full-fledged police officers, but they do have training and they can handle some minor problems and they're part of the community, which is a, a big part of it. Speaking of which, Corey from Lampman sent a text in today saying, a hug for the RCMP and Estevan police who provide protection for our community of Lampman. Thank you so much, which is, uh, that's uh, in rural Saskatchewan, that stuff is is important. And hey, speaking of police hugs, Regina Police Service had a big drug seizure this week. 12 kilos of illegal drugs in a major bust. It's a pretty big deal. They had the drug and the tactical support units out executing a warrant. Three people were arrested. The search resulted a significant quality, a quantity of fentanyl, carfentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine, cash, a loaded nine millimeter carbine rifle. This is the biggest seizure, one of the biggest seizures of fentanyl ever in the history of the Regina Police Service. Nine kilograms, pretty big. When you consider, like, small amounts of fentanyl can kill you. Gra- like grains, if it's taken um, in conjunction with the wrong other drugs or wrong substances, if it's mixed with something else, it can absolutely cause death. And so nine kilograms of fentanyl, that's pretty significant. So I'm going to give a hug to Regina Police Service for that one. The teacher talk continues as well. Mark in Saskatoon texted in, sending a a hug out to the teachers, saying that don't forget job action isn't about a pay increase. It's about classroom conditions. Mark says, my wife was a teacher with the Saskatoon public for over 10 years who is now homeschooling our children. And I know for a fact she's one of many teachers who are stepping away from poor classroom conditions to ensure a quality education for our own children. That is happening a lot. A lot. I'm actually shocked at how much that is happening in our in our province. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Your opportunity to uh, to text in and uh, give us your thoughts. A lot of stuff on teachers, Rob. The majority of teachers are great people, but just like with parenting, sometimes you need to be the bad guy. Start failing students that haven't learned the material instead of passing them on to the next teacher. Start expelling students that don't behave properly. These problems are not hard, hard to solve, but you can't always be the good guy. It's another way to look at it. one 332 8255 A couple of uh, Saskatoon City Council text messages have been coming in, too. People are bugged. Um, I think there's three total, all specifically with Saskatoon City Council saying they're not serving their constituents. Your job is to hear out your constituents, respond to them. That doesn't happen. People are complaining that councillors are ghosts until election time, and then they're out knocking on doors and shaking hands and looking for votes. People generally saying we need more out of our city councillors. Well, 
Bugs and hugs like that has come and gone for another week. Thank you so much for weighing in. We very much appreciate it. Oh, by the way, Friday also means it's eating time. Our good friend Belton Johnson is here next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.